This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Welcome to the radio and internet ministry of the Christian Crusaders. In this world filled with conflict, we long for peace. Peace in our family, in our society, and in our world. But with all our trials, misunderstandings, and self-serving egos, lasting peace seems to be unobtainable. Stay with us as Pastor Lee Lavig helps us learn what it takes to become blessed peacemakers. Peace is desired on every level of human experience. The human heart of every culture craves it. Politicians promise to pursue it with zeal. Musicians sing dreamily about dwelling together in peace. Preachers promise it, yet it's so elusive, so difficult to achieve and sustain. How can we ever experience lasting peace, eternal peace? I believe that the peace that human hearts crave is only found by faith in a relationship with Jesus Christ. Let's pray. O Lord God, our hearts are troubled many days. We live with conflict and turmoil, yet we dream of peace. Come to us in your spirit Speak to us from your word. Help us to understand a peace that passes all understanding, a peace that only you can give through Jesus Christ. In his name we pray. Amen. Our scripture today is Isaiah 9, verse 6 and 7. For a child will be born to us, a son will be given to us, and the government will rest on his shoulders. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. There will be no end to the increase of his government or of his peace. And the throne of David and over his kingdom, to establish it and to uphold it with justice and righteousness from then on and forevermore, and the zeal of the Lord of hosts will accomplish this. Dear friends, grace and peace are always for you. From God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. This time of year we love to hear the words of the prophet Isaiah when he writes, A child will be born to us. His name will be called Prince of Peace, and of his government and of his peace there will be no end. We remember that Jesus, who was born of the Virgin Mary, had a sky full of angels sing, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace. We believe that Jesus is the fulfillment of the Prince of Peace. And we know and believe that Jesus has called each one of us as his followers to be peacemakers. Yet peace is something the world desperately needs. 
When we think about all the major wars through the centuries and the peace conferences and the peace treaties signed, I think of the Treaty of Versailles in 1919 marking the end of World War I or the Treaty of Paris in 1947 marking the end of World War II. I love to watch old westerns on TV and so I think of the treaties that the United States government signed with the Native American Indian tribes. So here's my question. How many of those treaties have been broken? The answer, of course, is... All of them. There is no peace, no lasting peace, in our world. The United Nations, founded in 1945, had this motto, to have succeeding generations free from the scourge of war. Yet, peace is still elusive. The Bible speaks of Cain murdering his brother Abel. It speaks of the sons of Abraham, the one born to Sarah named Isaac, the one born to Hagar, Sarah's maid, Ishmael, and the descendants of Isaac being the Jews and the descendants of Ishmael being the Arabs are in major conflict and enmity to this day. We think of the Old Testament story of Joseph and his brothers who hated him and sold him into, into slavery. So conflict is not just nation against nation. It's in interpersonal relationships. I remember a pair of brothers who were farmers. One retired, the other still actively farming. And the younger brother rented from his retired brother the land. Well, this was a tough farming year, and the younger brother asked the older brother for forbearance. Could he wait for his money for payment? But the older brother demanded the cash immediately, and the younger brother went out of business. For the rest of the older brother's life, those two brothers living in the same small town never spoke to each other again. We know the power of estranged relationships and conflict. But we also know, as the followers of the Prince of Peace, that God's desire is for peace in our world. The biblical story begins in the paradise of the Garden of Eden a garden of peace, as Genesis describes it. And the scriptural narrative ends in the beautiful garden of peace described in Revelation, permeated with the glory of God's presence. In 400 references, the scripture speaks of God and peace. The scriptural witness speaks of God's initiative to restore and establish peace in every way. Like the Jewish greeting, Shalom, we long for peace in our world, in our relationships, and in the inner soul of every person. We might say peace is the cessation of fighting, but I believe it's more than the absence of conflict. Peace is the blessing of harmony with God and therefore one another. The coexistence in mutual respect, living in the presence of God's Spirit in justice and love. 
So if we all long for peace, what are the threats and the obstacles to peace? Well, in a stream of consciousness, I might mention a whole number of threats. War and fighting, aggressive attacks, arrogant nationalism, racism, cultural insensitivity, religious conflict, greed, jealousy, exploitation, hatred, desire of revenge, grudges, grudges and bitterness, racism, unbridled anger, unresolved wounds from a broken past, vicious tongues, hypercritical fault-finding, abuse, injustice, the murder of the innocent, bullying, domination, brute force, the cycle of killing and revenge and retaliation and conflict doesn't stop. It goes on and on. No wonder God knew that he would have to send his son And so the prophet Isaiah says, this child will be called Prince of Peace. So when Jesus was born to the Virgin Mary, those angels did sing in glory to God, for peace had now come to live on earth, and God's favor was released to all people. So also in Luke 19, at the end of Jesus' earthly ministry, when he's entering the gates of Jerusalem in the beginning of Passion Week, the crowd of people laying their cloaks before Jesus' donkey shouted out, Hosanna, blessed is the King, and peace in heaven. Because now the Prince of Peace was going to do what was necessary in order to make peace before a holy God and a rebellious world. The price of peace by the Prince of Peace was the cross. Imagine the scene at the cross with the mob screaming, Crucify him! The religious leaders mocking Jesus, soldiers beating him and spitting on him, the disciples running for their lives. Here was the price of peace. That the rebellion of humanity against the God who was the source of life necessitated the death of the perfect Son of God, that the human problem of our fighting was so deep and pervasive it could only be solved by God sacrificing his only Son. And so he did, in love. That's what it says in Second Corinthians 5. God was in Jesus Christ reconciling the world to himself. Or in Ephesians chapter 2, where it says, Jesus is our peace, for he's broken down the barrier of the dividing wall, uniting us as one with God. Jesus absorbed all the injustice and all the perpetration of evil, all the sinful rebellion of humanity, weakness, sickness, brokenness, into his own body so that he might bring us into oneness with God. That's why 
Because Jesus went to the cross and God raised him from the dead, the God now with open arms says, I invite you to peace. Romans chapter 5 says it this way, Justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So as you listen today, here's my question. Have you come to a point in your life where your intellectual knowledge of the historical figure of Jesus Christ, crucified and risen, has led you into a relational trust, not only in the truth of who he is, but in a trust in the person of Jesus Christ? Have you come to a point where you have invited the spirit of the Prince of Peace to come flood your life with grace and a new beginning? The moment our faith surrenders to this love of God, the moment we embrace the beautiful truth of new life in the name of Jesus by faith, Jesus' Spirit then calls you and I as the followers of the Prince of Peace to become peacemakers in the world. I love how Ken Sandy, in his book, The Peacemaker, says it. He says we're called to be agents of peace as people of the King. Peacemakers are people who breathe grace. Peacemakers draw continually on the goodness and power of Jesus Christ. And then they bring Christ's love, mercy, forgiveness, strength, and wisdom into the conflicts of daily life. So for a pragmatic application for we who are called to be peacemakers, what are the steps we can take with the Spirit's help to make peace. The first is to stop all behavior which perpetuates the conflict and the fighting. Somehow the cycle of violence has to cease. Second, we need to affirm a mutual commitment to heal the relationship. Often, when I visit with couples who are experiencing conflict in their marriage, we talk about the natural tendency in our humanness when we're in a battle to want to win. But the goal in that relationship is not to have a winner and a loser. The goal is to reconcile, to live together in love. We need to affirm that mutual commitment to heal the relationship. Third, we need to listen to understand what's at stake for the other person. Why does the problem cause them so much pain or difficulty in their spirit? Fourth, speak the truth in love. Name all those issues. Get them out there so that together they can be dealt with and talked about. Fifth, own your own part in the conflict. Stop your blaming. Stop your emotional reactivity. Stop your rationalizing of why you're justified to continue to punch back. 
repent, ask God's help, change your mind, and change your behavior so transformation can come. Sixth, seek forgiveness and give forgiveness. Consciously choose to let go of the offense and no longer hold it against them. Forgive. Seven, change your behavior and your communication patterns. This needs the help of Christ's Spirit. And lastly, with all your energy, seek to rebuild and restore the relationship. Seek to strengthen the relationship and to live into the forgiving love of Jesus, the Prince of Peace. In Romans chapter 12, it says, As much as it lies within you, live at peace with all people. Desmond Tutu, the Anglican bishop from South Africa, who spent his life speaking against and working against apartheid, a policy of deep racial oppression and violence, was appointed in 1995 by the then president of South Africa, President Nelson Mandela, to work on the Truth and Reconciliation Commission. So Tutu sat down case after case to do the hard work of arbitrating peacemaking. He sat down with the perpetrators and the victim at the same table, one to confess their crimes and ask forgiveness, the other one to name the tragedy and the pain and the offense and to offer the gift of forgiveness. Here's what Tutu said about this process of case after case working through and doing the hard work of what is needed for peace. He said, if you want peace, don't talk to your friends. Talk to your enemies. Once we've understood the glorious gift of peace with God and reconciliation with the one who's the source of our life in the name of Jesus, then the one who is the Prince of Peace invites us to be his peacemakers. Jesus said this, Love your enemies and do good to those who persecute you. Jesus said, Blessed are all who are peacemakers, for they are the sons and daughters of God. Today we rejoice by faith that we are at peace with God, that the Prince of Peace has paid the price of peace so that we might know and believe that we belong to God. We are at peace with God, but we also can be at peace with one another, and God calls you to the adventure of being his peacemakers. Amen. I invite you to pray with me. Dear Lord God, today again we thank you that you have forgiven our sin through the death of Jesus on the cross for us. Thank you also that you invite us into the privilege of being your partners, working for peace in our world, offering your peace and hope to all people. Give us the courage and the strength to work for peace, to forgive sins, and to share your love. 
In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hear this blessing of God. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you his peace. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. You have been worshiping with the radio and internet ministry of the Christian Crusaders. We pray today's message will help lead you to accept the gift of peace we have with God through Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace, that you may become a peacemaker to others. Christian Crusaders is a nonprofit ministry supported entirely by the gifts of those who have been helped by its message and want to join in our mission to reach others with good news of the gospel. We are especially grateful for our Gift Every Month Gem Club members. For your convenience, we're able to take Visa, MasterCard, and Discover Card donations by phone, mail, or on our secure website. Your support allows us to deliver biblical truths to those who cannot attend church and others who desire to hear the Word of God. Audio and printed versions of today's service can be found on our website. Visit us anytime at christiancrusaders.org. CDs and printed copies of today's sermon are also available free of charge. However, a gift of any amount to help defray production and mailing costs is always appreciated. Our mailing address is Christian Crusaders, Post Office Box 522, Cedar Falls, Iowa 50613. Or you can call us toll-free at 1-888-MY-FAITH. That's 1-888-693-2484. In the Cedar Falls, Waterloo, Iowa area, dial 277-0924. We are happy you chose to worship with us this day, and we pray you will join us again next Sunday on this station. Conducting the program was our associate speaker, Rev. Lee Lavig, Senior Pastor of Faith Lutheran Church in Spencer, Iowa. Christian Crusaders is now in its 81st year of regular Sunday worship broadcasting.